Welcome to the Reader House Author Roundtable, where authors from all walks of life come together to discuss the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of publishing their books. I'm your host, Corey Graham. Join us here every Friday night at 8 p.m. or listen anytime via podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and PodServe, to name just a few. The Author Roundtable is sponsored by Reader House Online Bookstore, where the independent new authors come first. Regular listeners of the show will recognize my next guest. Author J.W. McCullough returns with another book, When I Woke Up, this time from a really fun perspective. J.W., welcome back. Yeah, thanks, Corey. It's great to be back. So this one looks like it's from a baby's perspective. It is. It is. This one, uh, When I Woke Up, takes place from the viewpoint of my son, Benjamin, who has been, uh, he's played a starring role, whether he knows it or not, being that he's still only two and a half and, you know, six or seven books now. And the feedback from his growing fan club has been has been good. So, yeah, this is, a, this is another one. And he plays a starring role and, and we kind of see things through his eyes. What were the challenges of that perspective? Going back, making yourself a baby, basically, again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's never easy, but uh, the good news is that, you know, we have a good relationship, and uh, he's, he's super communicative now and has an amazing imagination. So, you know, I, I just kind of think as a writer, a lot of times your stories come from your observations and your interactions, and, you know, I think that encapsulates what, what happens with, with Benjamin and I, right? I, I observe him, see what he's doing, he tells me his little stories, and you know, the next thing you know, sometimes you have a book plot line ready to go. So about how long does it take you to write a book like this? It's it's wild, you know, Corey, like for the children's books that I've been writing, adults are a little different. Like adult, you have a plot, you have a theme, and you have to, you know, crank out a certain amount of pages each day, each week to get it done. Children's books, they just kind of come to me as the inspirations come to me. And then what I'll do is I'll kind of carve out a weekend. To, to write them and, and plot out the illustrations. And um, then from there, reach out to, to Christian Faith Publishing. And I think I mentioned to you um, a bit earlier, right before we went on air, that this is actually a continuation in a series with the same characters that have been in Why Daddies Need Babies and, and When I Dream in Fantasyland. So it makes it a little bit easier, I'd say, out there for any aspiring authors. Once you have kind of a universe going and characters develop, makes it a little bit easier to do sequels because then you're just thinking, okay, where does their journey take them next? You know, what adventures do they go on? And I think once you get some some rhythm and some momentum, yeah, with the children's book, the beauty of them is you can kind of crank them out, you know, in a week or less and then start the development process, you know, with your publisher, whoever that may be. Something I've always admired about you is your energy and especially your positivity. In a time like this, when things just seem really, really down, Things don't seem positive whatsoever out there. How do you keep yourself up and positive? I do think that having a son and looking through the world through his eyes really kind of helps put everything in perspective, right? Like this too shall pass and uh, there's much more to come, many more adventures to come. It's a lot of wisdom there. I encourage everyone to check this out, When I Woke Up by J.W. McCullough, published by Christian Faith Publishing, available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and everywhere else where you buy your reading material. J.W., again, it was fantastic speaking with you again and finding out about more of these books. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. And like I said, as soon as the Rock and My Baby sequel is done, I hope to be back on the show to chat a little bit about it. 
Author Kathy Lang's book, Imprisoned by Fear, is ripped straight out of the headlines and chronicles a recent controversial event. Kathy is sitting with me here right now at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Kathy, thanks for chatting with me tonight. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. So can you tell us the story of Imprisoned by Fear? Imprisoned by Fear is a true story of our family's relationship with our neighbor who shot two teens that broke a window and were about to steal from his home. It was the sixth time he had been burglarized that he knew of. And so our relationship developed as he was our neighbor and needed a place to stay during his trial and after the events that left him shocked and terrorized. So it was about us helping our neighbor when he was in a time of need. The book details the trial. It talks about our family's relationships with him for the 16 months that he lived in our home. How about how long did it take you to put this book together? I journaled a lot of things during the time he lived with us because I was certain that we would need it as at trial. And I would, you, you know how you forget things and you want to remember everything and go over as you testify. But that didn't happen. The trial became a little bit unusual. And so I had all this information documented and I kept asking Byron, you know, if he would be okay if I wrote a book. And he kind of, you know, was hesitant at first. And then when I finally garnered his support for the book, I had about 165 pages written already before I started really knocking it out in September. And it took me another two months to finish it. Right now, it's a, about 250 written pages. So I, I needed just another 100 pages to finish. Is this the first book you've written or had published? It, it is the first book I've written. I've had published work when I did opioid work for our local hospital. I had an article in the American Journal of Public Health published, but this is my first book. Oh, congratulations. It's a Thanks. pretty big deal. How's it feel having your work out there for the world to read? Well, it's pretty awesome when you go into a bookstore and your book is on their shelves. I have to say that's awesome. But it was written not on that premise, but written to help a man who literally was demonized and had an unjust trial. So it was more my humanitarian side rather than, you know, an accomplishment I wanted to have. What words of advice would you have for aspiring authors that want to do the same thing you did? My advice to other authors, if you have a story to tell, you have to start doing it and make it your work for the day. You just have to be self-disciplined and persevere and that's what I did. I just got up every morning and that was my job to write it because a book doesn't write itself. And so you just have to have that discipline. And I think, you know, my inspiration came when the former editor of our local newspaper took me aside in his office one day and he said, you know, Kathy, I don't know what religion you are, but the most Christian thing that I've ever known anyone to do is what your family did for Byron Smith. Well, thank you for using your talents and your resources to help somebody in need. That says a lot for you and, and your character. The book is Imprisoned by Fear, a true tragic story of teens, drugs, burglaries, and a homeowner's fear of death by his own guns. This is written by Kathy Lang, published by Fulton Books. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere. Kathy, thank you for chatting with me here tonight. It was great getting to know you and about this book. Thanks so much. Satan's Layers, A Wonder's Journey Back to the Lord is the new book by Neil A. Franzen that encourages readers to take a deeper look at themselves. 
Neil is here with me right now at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Neil, thank you for chatting with me today. Well, thank you for having me. Can you tell us all about Satan's Layers? It really started back when I got saved and I was 14 and a half years old. And the pastor, uh, her true name is Hazel. I changed the name in the book. But Hazel had, uh, she prophesied three prophecies. And at the time that she did that, I thought there was no way that she could, none of the three could come true. Well, within a year or so, the first one came true. And then several years after that, the second one came true. And there's about a 20-year gap. And the third one that she prophesied was that I would lead thousands of people to the Lord. And I thought there's no way that I would have the opportunity to get in front of thousands of people or come in contact with thousands of people where I could lead them to the Lord. And then one day, it just a voice came into my head and it said, write a book. Because I said a prayer kind of disappointed with myself for not leading thousands of people to the Lord. And I said a prayer. And then soon after, a little voice said, write a book. And that was the vehicle to lead thousands of people. So hopefully by writing the book, I'll reach people that I don't even know, never met, and hopefully it moves them enough to turn their lives over to, to Jesus and get saved. Well, that's a fascinating story. Have you ever written before? I, I wrote a couple of poems that were published. One is called Blinders Can't Last. And another one's called This Poet's Dream, but I've never written any any books or short stories or anything like that. Were there any challenges or surprises along the way that you encountered? No, not really. What happened, I was a VP of marketing for a company, and the owner of the company announced that he was going to sell the company. And so that meant that I would have to look for a new job, but we had about nine months before that would take place. So I decided I come in at six o'clock every morning and knock out emails and that kind of thing. So I decided, you know what? I was a little bit bitter because I'd been with that company for several years. And so I just took the first 30 minutes of every day for three months and the Lord just put the words in. I just, I would do three, four, five pages at a time in that 30 minute time frame, And it just kind of flowed and it was done before you know it. Would you have any words of advice for aspiring authors that want to write their first book and publish it as well? If you don't go into it excited, it's going to be a chore. And it might be something that you might start with every intent to finish. But if, you don't, if you're not excited about it, I wouldn't even recommend starting it. I know, I've known some other people that have wanted to, buy, to write a book, including my dad, which was his number one dream, and he didn't do it before he passed away. I know people that would start, but they just didn't have the motivation, and they ended up abandoning the ship. I was extremely excited, and I... Actually, the night before, I knew I was going to go in the next morning and start writing. And I actually looked forward and got excited to waking up every morning so I could get into my office and, and uh, write another three, four, five pages. This is Satan's Layers, A Wanderer's Journey Back to the Lord by Neil A. Franson. Published by Christian Faith Publishing. It's available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and elsewhere. Well, Neil, thank you for sitting down and chatting with me here tonight. It was great talking with you. It was my pleasure, and thank you very much. To Defy a Duke is the new novel out right now by A. Smith, published by Fulton Books. The author Alice is here with me right now at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Alice, thank you for joining us here tonight. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us about To Defy a Duke? 
to Defy a Duke is actually based in the Victorian area. It's a lot of fun. Definitely, I had a blast writing it, and I love comedy. So there's comedy, there's mystery, there's adventure, there's realistic romance, really. There's no hanky-panky or anything like that, like you see in some romance novels. But they have a lot of fun. There's so many good times in it. Like I said, I really had a blast writing it, and I love the Victorian era so much, I just had to try I was going to ask, where did you get the idea to use the Victorian era as a setting and then incorporate things like comedy and romance? You're weaving a lot in. I have always loved the Victorian era, even when I was young. The Edwardian, the Victorian, the Rococo has always really drawn me. And I was thinking, hey, that would be really fun. But what actually started it, the main character of this book is named Alice. And the reason being is I had been divorced for several years, and my grandmother was sitting there going, well, you should get back out on the market. And I had this mental image of me stomping my foot going, no, I don't want that kind of punishment. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it just went from there. Uh, That's pretty much the beginning. (laughs) It's a mystery about the tiger's eye. It is a ship. That's where the mystery comes in. There is adventure because of the mystery surrounding them. I can't give away too much. And the comedy definitely comes from so many factors in it. I have two characters in it, uh, Thomas and Charles, and they are definitely the comic relief of it. They're always making bets, and yeah, they're special. (laughs) Is this the first book you've had published? First one I've had published technically. I've actually had some on Kindle before, but this is one I was sitting there going, you know, I'd really like to have a copy in hand and an actual. So that's when I contacted Fulton. How's that feel now actually having a physical copy of your book in your hand and knowing that it's out there on shelves for everybody to read? So exciting, especially since um, from the very beginning, God put it on my heart to take 50% and help my community And more specifically, I would love to help raise a youth center in my community. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, my daughter's autistic, and I love to bring awareness to it and just show people that it's not the stigma that people think it is. My community has embraced her so much, and the more people that actually see her and interact with her understand, they're like, well, she's a normal kid, except for, you know, she has quirks. Who doesn't? If you had one piece of advice that you could give to aspiring writers, to someone who wants to write a book, who wants to publish their book, what would you say? Think Nike. Just do it. (laughs) Seriously, my mom, I would talk to her all the time about story ideas and things like that. And she finally got to the point, she's sitting there going, sit down and put it on paper. She's like, yes, mom. (laughs) The book is To Defy a Duke by A. Smith, published by Fulton Books. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere else where you purchase your reading material. Alice, thank you so much for chatting with me tonight. It was great. Thank you so much for having me. It's important to encourage and empower children as they face the challenges that come with growing up. Author Tim Ackley is looking to do this in his new book, Ava's Bench. Tim is here with me right now. Tim, thanks for joining us tonight. You bet. I'm happy to be here, and thank you for having me. Great to have you. Can you tell us about Ava's Bench? Ava's Bench is actually written about my granddaughter, and she's in elementary school. It starts off, and she's experienced uh, bad behavior at 
the school. Somebody's made some fun of her and, and made her feel maybe perhaps inferior. Once she gets home and it's spring break, she tends to reach out to me, her grandfather, and we work through some of these things and through the magic of her bench and uh, what have you. She's able to express her feelings and my uh, being a mentor to her, she tends to work through her feelings and uh, she comes out on the other end and it has a, it has a very good ending. So is this the first time you've written a book or been published? It is. It's my first book. I've always liked to write. I've found that by putting things in, in writing, you tend to verify or, and uh, different happenings in your life. And I, I think it helps bring them to surface and deal with different things, positive and negative. So what kind of feeling does that give you now, having your first published work out there? The world is reading your work. It's definitely exhilarating when you first get your book and get it in your hand because there's a lot of work that goes into it. And the first thing you notice is the support that you get from all your friends and family, of course. And then you have the hope that this would help other children and help others become mentors. And I think it's a duty of, of all of us as we grow up and, and even in the younger age to help others through different problems and find that person or persons that you can love and trust along the way. Are you thinking of writing another book, maybe along the lines of a follow-up to this or another kind of work? Well, I'm glad you asked because I have a book that's going to be in the offing, but it hasn't met the paper yet. I've compiled a lot of notes, and I find this helps me in referencing and going back and getting started and getting through the process. I hope in this next book, it'll be targeted more towards adolescence and maybe help them through some of their challenges as they're growing into adults. If you could offer some words of advice for upcoming writers, aspiring authors that want to get their book out there and get it published, what would you tell them? There's always a, a lot of apprehension in the beginning because you don't know, you know, are you qualified? Is your book going to be interesting to somebody else? You know, so you have all these apprehensions. Writing a book is not a test. It's not going to be graded. It's your thoughts. And to an upcoming author or myself, I would not discount the time that you spend by yourself because all these undercurrents tend to come to surface when you have your thoughts and your thoughts alone. And it's in that time that you can really get this thing to materialize. Well, I encourage everyone to check out Ava's Bench by Tim Ackley. It's available via Fulton Books at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere. Tim, thank you for your time today. It was great chatting with you and finding out about the book. Well, thank you. I appreciate talking to you. Author Catherine Folestad tells the story of a girl whose dream it is to become a ballerina. The book is aptly titled The Ballerina and is out right now. Catherine's here with me at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Catherine, thank you for being here with me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Can you tell us about what happens in The Ballerina? Well, The Ballerina was written for preteens, and it's a book about a young girl who has a great passion for ballet. Uh, it could be about any interest or desire somebody wants to have, but I chose a ballet. And she struggles to stand out in her dance class and is competing hard for her upcoming place in a spring performance. And her mother has a vintage theatrical shop, 
and she finds an old, enchantingly beautiful costume in the bottom of a donated box. This begins her adventure and helps her to gain confidence. And Alina finds herself in some magical time travel where she meets a dancer, a prima ballerina from time past. And it helps her through her struggles, and she learns more about the art of dance. And the whole idea of the book is, will she actually gain her role, and will she succeed in what her desires are? It sounds like the overall theme of the book is inspiring youngsters to go ahead, pursue their dreams. If they have a passion for something, then go for it. Yes. There's also a boy in the book who is her friend who struggles in basketball and wants to succeed and be a starter on his team. So it kind of is both of them together supporting each other in their struggle. It's a great message. Uh, Where did the idea for this come from? Well, I have kids that have struggled with uh, music and instruments and swim teams and different things. So I understand how kids want to succeed, but what they need to do in order to. And my whole idea is all my books actually inspire self-confidence, teamwork, believing in oneself, and good attitudes and things like that. Have you ever written a book or have you been published before? Yes, I have five other books, but they're for a little bit younger children, kinder through third grade. And this one is for like eight through 12. You're a veteran now of the writing process and getting published. Do you have words of advice for those just starting out who want to write their first book and get it out there? Yes, I would tell them writing the story is the easy part. <laughs> it's, the, it's the marketing and finding the right publisher and being very careful not to choose someone who's going to use them for their own, to make money for themselves, but to be on their guard and be very careful and to research, do a lot of research. Now, what's next for you? Uh, are you thinking of another book along these lines or another kind of work? Well, could be. My ballerina book uh, has a little bit of mystery with some people. You don't know who they are, and it could continue in another book. I haven't decided on that yet. I haven't started it, but that's my next idea. And then I have another, a couple other ideas for books for adults. Wonderful. This book is The Ballerina by Catherine Fullestad, published by Christian Faith Publishing. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and elsewhere. Catherine, thank you so much for talking with me tonight. It was great meeting with you, chatting with you, and finding out about your book. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Calculated Entropy, A Random Access Dream, is a new book on shelves right now by Maniacal Mel. And because of reasons you'll understand shortly, I have someone here who wants to make a statement on Maniacal Mel's behalf. A message from the entity known as Maniacal Mel. Greetings to all Earthlings. I'm very glad I can finally present Calculated Entropy to you. I hope some of you enjoy it. More than that, I hope you can take some of the issues brought up in the book to heart. The book is intended to be abrasive. It is intended to be caustic and insulting, kind of like slapping someone in the face to try and snap them out of a stupor. In fact, you could say that calculated entropy is intended as a caricature of and a warning to the human race. If you guys haven't figured out by now that you are in grave danger of becoming the punchline of a grim cosmic joke, then I'm afraid the joke truly is going to be on you. 
the disasters you have experienced recently will pale in comparison to what's to come if the wholesale pollution of your planet does not stop. It is hoped by all that the societal and environmental issues brought up in calculated entropy will be seriously addressed soon, whether it has anything to do with this book or not. You are too promising a species to just fade away. Please correct yourselves. In closing, I would like to wish peace, prosperity, and health to all Earthlings in the hope that you will mature into a thoughtful, self-aware species in tune with its environment like all civilized races must be. If this book can help in some small way to bring that awareness about, then it has more than served its purpose. Thank you for your time. Sincerely, Maniacal Mel. The book Calculated Entropy, A Random Access Dream, is available right now, published by Fulton Books at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere. We encourage readers to go and check this out. This is by Maniacal Mel. Author Nancy Peach is joining me now here at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Her new book, Alabaster, is on shelves now. Nancy, thank you for being here with me tonight. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. Can you tell us about your book, Alabaster? Uh, My book is a collection of stories written in rhyme. My niece Katie gave me a review. She said, Alabaster is a great mix of whimsy, reflection, frustration, and sorrow, just like life. And I believe this review describes my stories. What inspired you or gave you the idea to write this? I've been writing stories and writing poems for years and years. And in 2016, I just started writing them down. And after I wrote them down, I read them to several people. And they encouraged me to publish if I could. (laughs) So this is the first time you've been published? This is the first time. Yes. Congratulations. That's a well, thank huge you. deal. Thank How does you, it feel Corey. having your book out there on shelves for the world to read? Oh, well, it's it's uh, very exciting. I'm excited that other readers are going to be holding my book and maybe reading it now. So would you have any words of wisdom for aspiring authors that want to do the same thing and get their first book published? Well, I would suggest that they use their imagination. And if they have something to say, they should say it. What sorts of things do you read? Are you a big poetry fan yourself? What kinds of things do you keep inspired with? Well, I'm pretty much inspired by uh, events in life. And I do enjoy reading books and I enjoy watching movies. And there's always something that causes me to get excited about a certain word or a certain phrase. And when I have that, then I, I end up writing a poem about it. Have you written prose before as well? No. So it's got to be interesting telling a story with poetry. Do you ever reach sort of a writer's block kind of thing? You're just having trouble finding the right words to come out of what's in your head. And and then how do you deal with that kind of thing? No, I never have had that problem. I can just hear one word or a phrase that stimulates a memory or an event, and I use this to write a story. An example of that is the word belladonna. It's also, I looked it up, and it was called the deadly nightshade plant. So I wrote a story about that, and it's the second story in my book. So are there any final words out there that you want to tell people about your book or just about the whole experience of writing and getting published? Well, the experience of writing was was easy because that's what I enjoy doing. And I, I would suggest that people maybe want to read this book, Alabaster, because it has something in there for every age group. 
it's going to cause them to have memories of, of things that happened to them when they were a child or even as an adult. So it would be a good book to read for those reasons. And I encourage everyone to go check it out. Again, it's Alabaster by Nancy Peach, published by Fulton Books. It's available on Amazon, at Barnes & Noble, on iTunes and Google Play, and elsewhere. Nancy, thank you for your time today. It was great chatting with you and finding out about your books. Thank you, Corey. It was nice talking to you. In his book, Memoirs and Political Observations of a Midwestern Wasp, Michael A. Sullinger asks some tough questions. Michael's here with me right now at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Thank you for chatting with me tonight, Michael. It's my pleasure. Oh, can you tell us about your book? Yeah, the book it starts off with the memoirs, and the purpose for that is to basically establish my bona fides for being able to make the comments and observations that I make. But in just what I look at is, as Christians and conservatives, how do we look at the people who are in politics, and how do we evaluate those people who we support? And I suggest that they, we put them up against that biblical yardstick and, and evaluate them. And we find that they're not meeting the challenge, then we have to re- consider maybe a, a change is in order. Now, something that's big in this book is your unique perspective, uh, who you are, where you've grown up. Can you speak on that? Yes, I was basically born in Indianapolis, raised in a small town of Vincennes, Indiana, all my school years, then went into the military, spent 20 years in the Air Force. I've lived 10 in Europe. I've traveled all over Europe, in the Middle East, in the Pacific area. In the process, I've developed the ability to speak two additional languages, Spanish and German. Bachelor's degree in criminal justice. I've been a career cop, but I've also been a career martial artist. And I have a master's in international relations with Middle Eastern studies and counterterrorism. I actually taught almost 15 years um, uh, American and Texas government here in, in Texas. So all of these come together to formulate my background and my views on things. And uh, so I try to put a pragmatic approach to things uh, from the police officer standpoint, where we deal with facts and not supposition. Have you been published before? Yes, I co-authored part of the textbook that I used, and then I also have written numerous articles uh, in the martial arts field and a few in the law enforcement field. If an aspiring writer came up to you and said, can you give me a piece of advice about how I write my book, how I get published, what would you tell them? It depends on what comes from their heart, but I would suggest that they sit down and try to outline, you know, what is it they'd like to write about? And, you know, if they were to write about it, what would be the topics in that book? And then finding a a publishing company, either information on how to self-publish that you can get off of Amazon.com, or you can, there's different publishing companies out there that will do that for a fee. So what's next for you? Are you thinking about maybe writing another book? Because of what has happened in my life, I really truly believe God has been in my life before I was born. And since I've written the book, when I talk about it in the book that I, you know, I was adopted at two months and never really knew my natural mother, well, that's changed. So the epilogue to that is that I know my natural mother now, and she told me that she gave me up even though her father, my grandfather, didn't want that because she wanted me to have a better chance in life. And so I see where God has been involved in my life all that time, and he even says in the Bible that he knew us in the womb. I look back on my life, where I've been, all the blessings that I have, and how he's influenced that, and I'm trying to see how I can capture that in words as well. 
This is Memoirs and Political Observations of a Midwestern Wasp by Michael A. Sullinger, published by Christian Faith Publishing. It's available on Amazon, at Barnes & Noble, on iTunes, and everywhere else you pick up your reading material. Michael, thanks again for chatting. It was great getting to know you. Thank you so much for the time and the opportunity. Black Struggles Against Apartheid in South Africa is the basis of Tracy D. Wyatt's new book, Steve Biko, The Radical Gospel of Black Consciousness. Tracy's right here with me now at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Thank you for joining me tonight. Yes, thank you for having me, Corey. I'm glad to be here. Could you tell us about your book? My book, uh, Steve Biko, The Radical Gospel of Black Consciousness, yes, it is basically based around the life of Steve Biko as an anti-apartheid activist. And looking at his life, and how Christianity played a role in his development and even the development of the Black consciousness tenets and movement, as well as how Christianity impacted society as far as in the developing of apartheid legislation, policy, ideology, and all of that and how it was maintained. So I look at that and then I do a lot of comparison between he and Jesus' life in looking at his road towards pushing South Africa toward a more humane or a society that really incorporated or was more inclusive of everyone. So he did this through teaching about psychological liberation to empower and uplift Blacks and to, in another way, I guess, dismantle the type of thinking that was inherent in apartheid. What inspired you or what gave you the idea to write a book based around Biko's life? Actually, a few years uh, back, um, maybe like more like four or so now, uh, being in class and in graduate program, came across just a quote of his regarding his interaction with the authorities, with the police in South Africa, and hearing how he was dealing with it and how he was approaching it, it, I was able to relate being an African-American woman here in the United States and dealing with race relations and the ongoing struggle between the Black community and law enforcement. So immediately it resonated with me. It piqued my interest. And then I started reading more about Steve Biko, especially the book, I Write What I Like. And I just became so just engrossed with him. And he really inspired me. His his writings were very inspirational and empowering and liberating. And so after that, I knew I had to find out more about him, his upbringing, and his message. Uh, what's in your future? Do you see yourself writing another book? I hope so. And I hope it will be focused on women, Black women in the liberation movement throughout the African diaspora. That should be my next one. And then I'm also um, teaching, but I teach part-time at the, at the university as an adjunct and so and I preach. And so I have a whole lot going on and I work a full-time job <laughs> <laughs> as a minister to support. So I have a lot going on here. I encourage listeners to check this book out. It is Steve Biko, The Radical Gospel of Black Consciousness by Tracy D. Watt, published by Fulton Books. It's available on Amazon, at Barnes & Noble, on iTunes and Google Play and everywhere else you get your reading material. Tracy, thank you for sitting down and chatting tonight. Yes, thank you, Corey. I really appreciate you having me on. 
A young boy and his friends are launched into realms beyond their imaginations in Demon Dancer, the new book by Alexander Valdez. Thank you for joining me tonight, Alexander. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. So Demon Dancer sounds really exciting. Can you tell me about it? It's an attempt at nostalgia. You know, I'm getting up in years, so I started thinking about all the fun things we did as kids before the advent of staying indoors, playing video games, and watching television. We didn't have that, so it was a the minute you woke up, you got out with your cool fellas from the neighborhood, and we just had a ball. So it's about a dance hall that was across the river from where we played, and that kind of made me embellish and go on with the story relying on old wives' tales that we heard in our growing up. From there, that's how I more or less took off with it and uh, created a story that uh, is originally mine. Is this the first book you've written or been published? Yes. Uh, first I've written and first uh, published. How does it feel now being a published writer, having words that you wrote out there for the world to read? That's great. I wanted to get legs and really go. I understand there's a Frankfurt uh, book fair coming up. I was told that I would be a part of that. I met certain criteria, and I have so. Uh, I'm looking forward for it to spread there. You know, I hope there's tentacles out in Europe that'll take it. And I've got an, an audio book in the works. It should be a couple more weeks for that. And we'll just see. I hope people get it and enjoy First of all, a, everybody tells me it's a good read. Let's go on from there. When you were writing Demon Dancer... Did you ever find yourself hitting writer's block? And if so, how did you get out of it? Yes, I did. Over the course of two and a half years writing this novel, there were days where, oh, goodness, where do I go from here? Uh, I'd sit and ponder and put it down. I just didn't really worry about it too much. And then uh, I'd get a spark, and then they would uh, invite another spark, and I'd sit down for a couple of days and maybe write a chapter, two chapters. And then uh, not really a writer's block where I got to go out in the woods into a little shack and think. It was just, you know, taking time off. That's all, just uh, not worrying about it. If an aspiring author came up to you and said, do you have a piece of advice for me? I want to publish my first book, get it out there. What would you tell them? Start writing. Don't think about it. Sit down. Computer. I can't imagine how those guys did it on an old, uh, you know, punch-type typewriter. Wow, I could never do that. I don't care how good a story I had to tell. I admire those guys, you know, pounding keyboards, especially to knock out 300 and some pages. But I would say uh, there's different types of software where you can just talk and it'll start typing for you. Well, that'd be good. First of all, find something to say, compile it in your mind, uh, get a rough idea and start. Just start writing and, and don't give it any more thought than that. And it'll come. I encourage everyone listening to check this book out. It's Demon Dancer by Alexander Valdez, published by Fulton Books. It's available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere. Well, thank you for sitting down and chatting with me tonight, Alexander. You're very welcome, and thank you for taking the opportunity, giving me the opportunity to expound on my experience. Anxiety seems to be at an all-time high everywhere we look. Author Dorothy Chisholm tackles this in her new book, Anxiety Out of Control, Take Control. Dorothy is here with me right now. Dorothy, thank you for sitting down and chatting tonight. Oh, thank you for having me. Can you tell us about this book about anxiety? The book basically is how to deal with the physical assault that anxiety has on the body. 
It's about just eliminating that type of the aspect of anxiety. We all have anxiety, but we don't have to be beaten up with how it makes us feel physically. It puts us in a box. So how did the idea to write this book come about? That's a good question. I think originally it wasn't about writing a book. I needed to purge everything I could about anxiety from my system. Once upon a time, I wouldn't even talk about anxiety. When I was in school, I learned to just write everything down. And that's how it started, I guess. I just started writing everything I thought about it. I just started writing it down. So I think that's how it actually started. Is this the first time you've written a book? Oh, yes. My very first book. Wow, you're published already. Congratulations. Thank you so much. (laughs) That is a huge accomplishment. How does it feel to have your work out there for the whole world to read? You know what? I don't think there are words that can actually tell you you know, how I feel about it. I'm amazed. I'm happy. Um, and I'm hoping if I could just get one person to actually read that book and it helps them, then that's the question you could ask me because I feel like it's, if I can help one person just alleviate that horrible feeling in their body, then I have done my job. And that's really what I want to do. Would you have any words of advice for upcoming writers, people that want to write their first book and put it out there? Just do it. Like I said, the first thing I did was to start writing things down. My thoughts, and believe me, there are times when I look back at what I've written down, I wrote the same thing over and over and over again. But if you start putting your stuff down on paper and be able to go back and just, you know organize it, you would be surprised, because I know I was surprised at what I had down on paper. And then you can kind of like work it out to where you have one chapter, second chapter or whatever, and you can just start from there. But I would just definitely do it. Just do it. So what does the future hold? Are you thinking about working on another book? I'm actually working on my second book. It's New Age Thought Material. It's about using the mind to control your life and get into your life the things that you want and to get rid of some of the things that you don't want in your life. (laughs) This anxiety, this book on anxiety is pretty much that same kind of thought. Just get rid of it and and replace it with better thinking. So, yes, I'm definitely writing my book. Did you have a group of readers in mind when you were writing this, like a target audience that you think would get the most out of it? Yeah, those that suffer from anxiety. Suffer from anxiety and more so even panic. Uh, But definitely people who suffer from anxiety panic, absolutely. I encourage everybody out there to check this out. Anxiety is such a huge issue now that uh, I think this would be a great resource. It's called Anxiety Out of Control, Take Control by Dorothy Chisholm, published by Christian Faith Publishing. It's available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and everywhere else that you purchase your books. Dorothy, thank you for coming on the show tonight. It was great speaking with you and learning about the book. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the time that you took the talk. A Letter for Anna is the new book by Gabriel Obando that tells the story of a family's love. Gabriel, thank you for joining me today here at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Thank you so much. Now, can you tell us about what you've written with A Letter for Anna? This is a story of what happened the day we took our daughter home after completing the adoption process. And, well, the days that uh, follow that is a special moment. Well, it was a day filled with joy and expectation for all of us, for us and our extended families. And, and I wanted to capture that moment. You know, it was a beautiful, thrilling day for all of us, and I wanted to make sure that it was captured in a written form, too. Have you written a book before or have been published before? No, I haven't, actually. I, I have I've had the chance to write uh, academic papers related to teaching, but this is my first book. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. 
So what have you learned along the way, having written your first book and gone through that whole publishing process? Well, I think it's a wonderful experience. It's it allowed me to say so many things for my daughter. You know, it's a very personal book. It's it's a story of adoption. It's a story of love. It's a story of joy. And I think it, having a book in your hands and being able to read it to your daughter over and over again, uh, seeing her hold it in her hands and reading it herself, I think it's a wonderful feeling. And uh, it's very different than writing, for example, an academic paper, you know, that is published and it's out there. But writing a book, especially a children's book or with this intention, is, is very special. What kind of readers do you think would get the most out of this? Did you have sort of a target readership in mind? Well, I think it's a family book. It's a book for everyone. It could be for children because it's it's written in a simple and not complicated language, but it could also be, you know, for families that are considering adoption or families that are expecting a baby. It could be like a starting point for other families to tell their children about their arrival and their families too. You know, I think uh, every child would like to know this story of how they came to the family. It's it's a very heartwarming moment, and I think everyone can read it, all types of families, to their children, or anybody that, you know, wants to share these types of feelings of love. Also, one of the important features of the book is that it's written in Spanish and in English. So, you know, it's also uh, a great book for bilingual families who could read it in both languages or perhaps of a family that is wanting to introduce a foreign language to their families, to their children. If an aspiring writer came to you and wanted a word of advice, what would you tell them? Everyone should give it a try. I think it's a very rewarding thing for everyone. Every story is special, and I'm sure you want to get it out to the world. And I think writing a book is very personal. Uh, it could either be, you know, fiction or it could be a personal story like mine. But I think it matters to you, and I think you should give it a try. This is A Letter for Anna by Gabriel Obando, published by Fulton Books. It's available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere. Gabriel, thank you again for coming on the show today. It was great chatting with you. Thank you so much. I hope everyone enjoys the book, and I hope to talk to you again. Author Tiffany A.T. Gway combines scientific research and the Bible in her new book, Spreading the Word of God, a guide for religious exemption to immunization with biblical scripture reference. Tiffany, thank you for talking with me here tonight. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us about your book? Spreading the Word of God is, like you said, it's a guide for religious exemption to immunizations with biblical scripture reference. You'll find every vaccine currently being offered and its ingredients listed scientifically and defined in plain English. I've paired biblical reference and scientific research to show that there is evidence in the Bible that warrants a need for religious exemption from immunizations to protect ourselves in a holy manner. Where did the idea to write this come from? I was inspired about 20 years ago to look into this topic and then just Two years ago, my son entered public school, and so I wrote a report for him to gain his religious exemption to go to public school. And soon after that, I was inspired to make this information offered to others. And by the grace of God, I uh, detailed information I was able to format into a book because friends were asking about how did I know to refrain from vaccines because they were medical exemptions so that their children could go to public school 
but their children had endured injuries from the vaccines. So they were interested in how I already knew to refrain from them. And so I was encouraged to write this book so that many people could be helped with this information. And about how long did it take for you to put this all together and get it published? It happened very quickly. Because I already had the report ready to go after I was inspired by my mother to turn it into the book, it took about three months of pure focusing on getting my report expanded into book format. And then after Christian Faith said that they would like to distribute it, it took about 10 months of editing and formatting, and it was complete and ready for sale. Now, would you say this is a book primarily for parents, or was there a wider audience you were looking for? Everyone should read this book. In the Bible, Matthew eighteen fourteen says, In the same way that your Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish, meaning that God wants us all to hear the truth, and to choose to seek his ways. And I feel that any parent with children would want to read this information in this book. Each of us have to choose to vaccinate our children or not. And not only do we have to make that choice for our children, but every parent is faced with that decision for ourselves as well. And also I feel like any person interested in optimal health would definitely want to read this book because I list all of the ingredients in each vaccine and how several of the ingredients affect our body's health. This is Spreading the Word of God, a guide for religious exemption to immunization with biblical scripture reference by Tiffany A.T. Gway, published by Christian Faith Publishing. It's available on Amazon, at Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and elsewhere. Tiffany, thank you for chatting tonight. It was great hearing about your book. You're very welcome. We hope you enjoyed this edition of the Reader House Author Roundtable where authors from all walks of life come together to discuss the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of publishing their books. We hope to see you back here every Friday night at 8 p.m. or listen anytime via podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and PodServe, to name just a few. The Author Roundtable is sponsored by Reader House Online Bookstore, where independent new authors come first.